0: Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit that shares stories of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication with higher souls and vibrational beings, energy healing and miracles and I'm delighted to welcome Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos, co-author with Larry Burke, MD, of Dreams That Can Save Your Life. Hello, Kathleen, and thank you for joining us today on the show.
1: Oh, hello, Cheryl. It's, it's so great to be on your show with you. I mean, everything that you, you have on your show is just right up
0: my alley. Great. Kathleen, as my listeners well know, my guests and I share intimate experiences and insights into the world of energy for a clearer view of life as spiritual beings having a physical life so we may tap into our soul essence to gain awareness of how to deal with challenging life experiences in the physical realm in the physical realm that we live in, and and also understand our life potential to create our best version of ourselves through self-investigation and self-mastery of our emotions and behaviors. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos, who has spent years studying dreams, will show us how, as a three-time breast cancer survivor whose cancer was first shown to her in a dream, helped her survival along with conventional treatment while all of her cancers were missed by the medical community and the tests on which they relied help from spirit guided her treatment and recovery we will discuss precognitive dreams and tools to begin to remember dreams along with dream journaling Uh, kathleen i always love to ask my guests To think back Mm. to their childhood and to try to remember Mm -hmm. a person, place or event that may have alerted them or others to the adult they would become, the interests and work and lifestyle they might pursue. Uh, For in the beginning is our life plan and destiny and the blueprint of the person I believe we will become. So think back
1: Mm. to Mm -hmm. an earlier time. Well, you know the, the, you know I always believe that the first thing that pops into your mind is the right thing, mm-hmm. and so I remember when I was I was probably eight or nine years old in Berlin, Germany, because I am a military brat. My dad was a Green Beret, and uh, we were there right after the wall went up, and I was in first grade. And so all of our mothers kind of gathered together. They were giving each other comfort because our fathers had disappeared overnight. They were over in East Berlin, uh, with the Russians, counting Russian tanks and trying to get the students back across the wall. So they were actually digging tunnels. And one of them, we were all playing on the floor. My, my friends and I were playing on the floor with our Barbie dolls and the mothers were sitting at the dining room table trying to make plans on how, you know, they were going to survive if Berlin was overrun by the East Germans and the Russians, how we were going to get out. And one of the mothers looked over at me and said, you know, Kathy's going to be the first one of all of the friends to get married. And I looked up from my Barbie doll and shook my head no. And my mom said, why is that? And she, and she said, because she's the prettiest. And I shook my head no. And, and another mother said, "Yes, yeah, she's like a little princess. And my mother said, Kathy, are you going to be the first to get married? And I said, no. And another mother said, yes, she's going to marry some prince. And my mom laughed. And she said, are you going to marry a prince, Kathy? And I said, no, I'm going to marry a (laughs) multimillionaire. And everybody was laughing. And my mom said, why would you say that? And I said, because I've seen him. Now everybody gets quiet, you know, kind of that you 2 thing going on. Uh Who's who's she been seeing as an 8-year-old? And my mom said, where did you ever see a man that you're going to marry? And I said, in my dreams. I see his face on my pillow. Fast forward 20 years later, I met my husband on Sadie Hawkins' night in a grungy bar at a party. And we were married three years later, and it was the face on the pillow. Even though I had been engaged a couple of times before that, it was never the face on the pillow till I saw his.
0: How beautiful. What a story. And you want to know something? I'm an intuitive medium, and I dream... And I have uh, dreamed of people that I don't know. One day I dreamed of a man, and uh, he had a smile on his face, and he was tan, and he had a bald head. And I said, gee, he looks a little like my father-in-law and a little bit like my brother-in-law, but he's not either one of those people. A few days later, I was bringing my book, my first book in Life is No Coincidence, uh, to the pub, to my agent in New York City. And I was going to a workshop with um, Squire Rushnell. He was an ABC executive who wrote about coincidences. And uh, he came over, he had a hat on his head, and he shook my hand. He shook the hand of everybody at the group meeting. There must have been 75 people there. And then he went up to front of the room, and he took his hat off, and he turned around, and he is the man I had seen in my dream. And it was to alert me to that the work I was doing and the work he was doing was very divinely connected, so I love that mm-hmm. story because it's happening to all of us if we pay attention and we don't set up roadblocks and we don't and, and we were, and we can speak our truth from the wisdom of within mm-hmm. our soul energetic connection so that is great, so let's go on to. Mm-hmm. Your new book is called Dreams That Can Save Your Life. How have you used mm-hmm. dreams to save your own life? Let's hear a little bit about well, that.
1: Okay, well, well. before I do that, let me just validate what you just said again, because in this book, there are many of the stories where the women who had dreams that diagnosed their illness saw their doctors, talking to them in the dream telling them they had breast cancer
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: a week or two later they met those actual doctors
0: yes then the doctors were operating on them that's how it works that how it's worked yes. because the so, past present and future is all swirling around in energy there's no time and space we're in the location mm-hmm. of the beginning where we came from as souls into this life and uh, present in other places at the same time. So, yes, that would explain that. But go on. Tell Mm -hmm. us something about your own dreams. Well,
1: Well, it all started out actually just a little while after Halloween. <laughs> like almost 20 years ago. Okay. And, um, I had gone in for my yearly checkup, you know, like most women do. You go in and you, you get your mammogram and your blood test and your physical and your pap smear, that whole yeah. work. And the doctors tell you you're healthy. You go home or, or they don't. Mine told me I was healthy. I was, you know, uh, in perfect health. I went home and I started having these nightmares. And, Um, Cheryl, these nightmares were really strange in that I'd be having my regular nightly dream and all of a sudden my dream would freeze, like a page on your computer when your Mm. computer freezes. And you're standing there looking at this frozen page going, what's going on? And then you get a pop-up on your computer. I got this pop-up in my dream. And this was before I was really using computers. So there wasn't a parallel in that. I didn't even have a computer yet. Um, And... I could see through the pop-up, there was movement, and that pop-up window in my dream turned into a door. And through that door walked a Franciscan monk in a brown robe with his hood pulled up, the rope belt, the the leather sandals, and he walked up to me and he said, come with me, we have something to tell you. And I remember thinking to myself in a dream, that is weird. (laughs) I, I followed him through the door into what I have now called the Room Between Realms because I've been there many times
0: mm-hmm. since then.
1: Up until then, I had not been there before. That's the, yeah, the room. astral
0: plane, it's the astral plane, or perhaps uh, the Akashic Records, the hall where all I've the stories. I've been in the Akashic
1: Records, yeah. It now, wasn't was that? a different place. Okay. Mm-mm, no, I call this, I call this the Room Between Realms. It's okay. like a waiting room or a room you stay in, and the dead can come into the room to speak to you, and the living can go into that room to speak with the dead. It, I call it the room between the Okay, that's the and,
0: astral plane. Okay.
1: Okay. So
0: the, the, there were other
1: monks in there, Franciscan monks, and I'm not Catholic. I don't, I don't know that much about monks. I would never really knew the difference between a Franciscan monk and some other monk or anything else. I just found out about it when I happened to see a picture of St. Francis of Assisi. And I said, that, that's the monk. That's mm. the kind of monk. So the monks took my hand, Cheryl, and they actually put my, took my hand in their hand. And they put it on my breast. And they said, do you feel that? And I could feel a lump. And I said, yeah. They said, that's breast cancer. You go back to your doctor and you get a second set of tests. So long story short, I ended up going back to my doctors because of these reoccurring monk dreams over a three-month period. And they kept giving me mammograms, blood tests, and physicals, and saying, you're healthy, go home. So the third month in the third month when I had another dream where I had the pop-up window into the room between realms or the astral plane that you're talking about mm. when my monk walked through I started crying in my dream and I said I know why you're here and I don't know what to do I have gone back to my doctors as you told me and I have requested a second set of tests and they keep giving me the same test I cannot go in there and do my own testing So if I do a breast cancer and you want me to live, do something to help me because I've hit a wall. Mm. And the monk reached into his sleeve because his leaves are really big and they cover his hands pretty much. He reached into his sleeve. Now he did not pull me into the astral plane at that point. He stayed in my dream with me. And he handed me this tiny little white feather, like something you'd see on the floor that fell out of your your pillow. Mm. And he said, If you use this feather tomorrow and you go back without an appointment and you use this feather as though it were a sword to cut through all the arguments your doctor has, you'll get the test you need, which is exploratory surgery. That is the only thing that will find this now. So I took the feather and he disappeared. And I went back to my doctor. And as soon as he saw me in the waiting room, he said, why are you back? And I said, can I talk to you in your office? So we went back in his office, and I told him, I said, look, I know something's wrong. And he said, look, Kathy, you're too young for breast cancer. It doesn't run in your family. All your tests are healthy. I can't feel anything. And I just imagined that feather, Cheryl. I imagined it between my fingers. I imagined pointing it at him as a sword. And I said, I know something's wrong. I need your help. I need exploratory surgery. And, my gosh, it worked. They he did it. He went into the other office. Mm. Yeah, they did it. He made an appointment for, I think it was four days after New Year's, which was about a week away, and he went down over the area I kept showing him on my breast, and I was in stage two aggressive breast cancer with it in a lymph node.
0: Mm. Let me tell you something. This is very interesting, Kathleen. As an intuitive energy practitioner, one day I worked on a woman who had been coming to me for years. And when I got to her foot, I had such an extreme pain run through my hand that I could barely tolerate it. And I said to her, Are you having pain in this foot? And she said, No, I'm not. I said, well, I want you to see a podiatrist, a foot doctor. My father had been a foot doctor, right? And she went, and he discovered a a, a, a tumor on her nerve and removed it, and it had not activated, just like yours was hiding, right? The Mm -hmm. test wasn't able to find so, these things happen. We are getting help from spirit, and healthcare practitioners and the general public need to access this wonderful source of inner wisdom, which can help not only in diagnosing an illness before it starts to really turn into a serious problem and pain, but in all phases of our life because it's a gift from spirit from our creator even the bible shares the fact that god speaks in dreams and visions so if we can quiet our mind and be still uh, and see the true reflection just like dr siegel you know bernie siegel gave you um the foreword of your book and
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: i have read his work and he's a medical doctor who says based on people's dreams and drawings, he frequently made decisions as to whether they needed surgery or not and whether that was the best treatment. So there are medical people who understand this. What we need is more people who understand it. Now, you told the story of one woman with cancer who had a dream in which a cat named Miracle appeared. Do you remember that story?
1: Mm -hmm. It was actually Bernie's story, Dr. Bernie Siegel, because... He wanted to write the children's chapter, too. He wanted the foreword, and he wanted the children's chapter, and he ended up writing two stories. Oh, tell us about that. Good, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he had a cat that showed up named Miracle, and it was during the time that he was having dreams, and one of his children was having um, problems with a leg. The, uh, the child said that his leg hurt, and everybody kept saying, "Oh, there's no problem." And he drew pictures of a tumor in his leg, on his bone. At the same time, the the cat miracle showed up. And when he and when Dr. Bernie Siegel saw the the, the drawing, he said, "Oh my gosh!" And he took the child in and had um, an X-ray done, and boom, there it was. Fortunately, it was not cancerous. But it was pressing on the bone and on the nerves and it was creating pain. Right. But, you know, in the book, in the same, one of the reasons why Bernie wanted so badly to to be a part of our book is because the study that was done by Dr. Larry Burke, who was chief of radiology at Duke University Medical, is there were 20 of us, 20 women whose dreams diagnosed their breast cancer. And out of that 20, 19 of us, were literally a pain in our doctor's butts. We (laughs) would not go away when they told us we were healthy to go home. We just said no. One girl actually held onto the chair that she was in, and she said, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. You're going to have to wheel the chair out the door to get me out of here. I will stay here till the end of the day to get an MRI. And that's when they found her cancer. Only one woman out of the study, out of 20 of us, who was also a doctor, listened to her doctor and went home and came back six months later for a second test, which is what my doctors wanted me to do. And her cancer had spread throughout her body, and she died. She was the only one. The rest of us, like I said, we were a real pain in the neck. We refused to take no for an answer. We would not be dismissed.
0: Well, you know, I believe uh, we have a time to come and a time to go. And spirit helps us as much as is possible in our soul journey. And perhaps her journey was uh, to leave at the time she did. We can't make that change if it's not in the best interest of our soul journey. But you tell stories uh, about those who discovered illness through their dreams. Uh, Even Sigmund Freud, the father... Of psychology, uh, it's, it's the first uh, psychoanalysis who worked on dream work uh, had a dream, a famous dream of his own. Can you tell us about that? Yes, he did. He dream- he dreamt
1: that he had cancer. It was in his mouth or in in his mouth region, and he kept having this recurrent dream. And that's one of the most important parts: the recurrence. Of the dream over and over and over again and um, uh, he it turned out that 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 is what he had and um, you know it was it, yeah it was I think... I, th- I believe he died
0: Yes, it. It, it was diagnosed around 1923, you say, in the book, mm-hmm. but he had, he had that dream years before. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, Carl Jung, who's the founder of analytical psychology, and he was a spiritual uh, psychologist, he said, I take dreams as diagnostically valuable facts including their Mm -hmm. use in diagnosing medical conditions he also had a near-death experience and uh was very much into understanding the different realms of life Uh, so Mm -hmm. uh, this is all scientifically backed up and it's so sad that you know we all are responsible for our own thoughts and our own actions behaviors and what we expect to create in life because we're creating what we're focusing most of our attention on so if a person comes into a doctor and says they know they feel they sense they have to be their own advocate and that's what you're talking about here and and I believe mm-hmm. very much that that's starting to happen now doctors are paying attention to uh, many more uh, stories that People are telling them they're trying to listen beyond just uh, the scientific approach. Because when you spiritually and scientifically use that energy together, you're going to have the facts. You're really really going Mm -hmm. to be able to to work better with all this. So what tools can uh, people use to remember their dreams?
1: Well, one of the things that I do because, um, you know, I'm, I'm really into using acronyms a lot. I use them all through college to get through my final exams, you know, because your memory only holds so much stuff and then you've right. got overload. So just using the word SO DREAM, using each of the letters from SO DREAM can really help you because S can be set your intention. And, you know, intention is so important. So set your intention before you go to sleep at night to remember your dream, maybe to meet your spirit guides in your Mm -hmm. dreams because, you know, we're all born with spirit guides and guardian angels. We're their job, and Mm -hmm. they really take that job seriously. So if you set that intention to the universe uh, that you want to meet them, chances are you are going to meet them. You just may not recognize them. And that's where keeping a journal Is so important. Write down everything in your dream, and suddenly things are going to start to jump out with you. And then organize yourself before your sleep. The O, have a pencil, paper, journal, a recording device, whatever you want to use, beside your bed. Otherwise, you're going to forget it if you have to get up in the morning and run around. And then D, dream. Know that you are going to dream. Everything does dream. It's not that you are not dreaming. It's that you are not remembering whether you're coming up too deep too quickly or you're so shallow you're not dropping down into REM. You do dream, so trust in that. And then R, remain in your same sleep position when you first awaken to better remember and record your dream. We have such a bad habit, Cheryl, of, you know, the alarm goes off, we jump out of bed. Um, You know, and then before we even fully awake, and poof, our dream is gone like smoke. So the next time the alarm goes off, kind of hear it from afar in your dream. Tell yourself, oh, that's the alarm, but let me bring this dream with me. Hang on to the tail of that dream and bring it out with you. And then E, what is the emotion or the parts of the dream or the snippets that caused you the most emotion in your dreams. Start with that. Write that down. And then A, add to it by asking yourself, what colors did you see, sounds, words, people, animals, plants, symbols? Did you see a symbol of light? Was it the sun? Was it the moon? You can go on forever with just adding to your dreams throughout the week. And then M, meaning, what do those things in your dreams mean to you because it's your dream and your dream language
0: absolutely dreams are a great gift to us in many ways mm-hmm. they connect us uh to the reality of our real home where we came from and where we'll return at the transition at the end of this physical life so we mm-hmm. we're all learning i i've done many shows on on dreams recently actually and i i think spirit wants us to focus and pay more attention to the ways they are uh... communicating with us out of love out of love and hope for us to have a good healthy life and to have joy and happiness not suffering I mean, we have that because we put our attention on it. So we we want to to remember how valuable dreams are. And what would you like readers to take away with them after reading dreams that can save your life?
1: That our dreams are such an important part of our waking world because they bring us back, much like you said, to where we were before we were born, Mm. so that we can reconnect with those things that are important to keep us on our life path, because even if our parents told us, we happened accidentally in the back seat of that board we
0: were accidentally on purpose none of us are an accident Uh, oh i love that (laughs) i love that that's true nothing is random we're not alone (laughs) we have spirit guides helpers angels whatever you wish to call and they're laughing with us and they so enjoy (laughs) when we're starting to take ourselves less seriously and to see the connection between life and layers of life so i i think that was Wonderful what you just said. And I want to thank you, Kathleen O'Keefe Canavo, for sharing the way precognitive dreams offer us information that can aid us in healing and working through many situations that often elude us when we place all our hopes on our own devices and refuse to recognize that so much help spiritually is available to us. Through dreams, we can receive guidance from this higher level of consciousness and awareness for more information and to purchase this book go to Kathleen O'Keefe dash or amazon.com in summarizing today's episode of healing from within we have examined a very powerful way to help ourselves when dealing with life-threatening illness or or any other challenge that destroy our well-being and peace of mind through intuition and dreams we access our higher self that part of us that is eternal soul and that travels through time and space to constantly evolve and bring innovation to life in all forms of intelligence, creative life forces, and other ways to bring light and wisdom into our world from spirit. We learn that we dream for many reasons. Here are three important ones, entertainment and relaxation, problem-solving, receiving answers to a question set by an intention. And then you talked about an online symposium, which was a way to explore and share cutting-edge research and information on dream spirit guides, and dreaming with others. And this information mm-hmm. has to be shared with medical practitioners, students, mystics, metaphysicians, and the world community. And it's happening. So Kathleen, Dr. Larry Burke, and I mm-hmm. would have you begin to know the ways that Spirit aids us in living life with all its many physical, emotional, and spiritual challenges built into our life plan and destiny for each of us. And the purpose is to gain a greater awareness of our inner soul life, so we can refine that energy and deal with all issues, not by denying or avoiding the difficulties, but by courageously engaging all means of our personal spiritual power, growing beyond fear, to live with trust in the guidance and wisdom of spirit i am cheryl glick host of healing from within and author of the living spirit answers for healing and infinite love and i invite you to visit my website CherylGlick.com, dot com to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical scientific spiritual medical and the fields of art and music who share insights into the human and divine condition for helping us live our grandest dreams. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.